Oh my God. Gratitude is an anti-aging pill. Yes. That you can swallow with no yeah. side effects. <laughs> Gratitude forgiveness. <laughs> Welcome to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we're chatting about daddy issues and how to heal with one of our listeners, Nicole Lachance. Welcome to Sup, babe. Sup, babe. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh, what a cute intro. Can I just ask you, how's disco doing? I felt so terrible. My goodness. Oh, my God. Wait, thank you for asking me that, by the way, because I've only probably posted that on Instagram, right? I don't think I've talked about it. Yeah. Okay. So Disco is a family member to me, right? He's like, you know, almost as close as my father and I were. No, just teasing. But he he's just having, you know, when do have you had dogs, Nicole, or no? No, I've never had a little pet. But my daughter wants to be a veterinarian. So I actually showed her poor Ooh. little Disco in his tiny eye. And she's just like... Oh my God, it rocked her. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. She take care of him. So Disco, that's really cute that she wants to be a vet, by the way. We need more good vets. So I love <laughs> that. So Disco has, it's like a cherry eye situation. It was fixed once, but the surgery has obviously needs a second act. And sure. so we are scheduled to go in and start getting him healthier on October 5th. So okay. that's super exciting. We Not just too got long that to appointment. Wait. Yeah, I'm. it's been quite the wait. It turns out that a dog ophthalmologist is like harder to get into than a human ophthalmologist. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all good. He's happy. You okay, know? good. Well, I can tell that He's you take happy. really good care of him. I just Aww. keep lucky. Thank you so much for saying that. Okay, so guys, I want to tell you guys a little bit about how Nicole and I met. I think most of you know, and I'm sure you know this too, Nicole, we've been on a fall like self-love series. We've just been on this journey of exploring all these different angles of self-love and how we can all just kind of do a little bit better. An inch goes a long way in terms of self-love. So guys, I'll give you a little background on Nicole. Nicole is a mom. She's a model. She's a part-time attorney who finds time to follow her passions, be an awesome, loving mother and make a living. Literally the dream, if you ask me, because it's it's my goal to be able to be all those things and have all those things one day. So I salute you, Nicole. I love oh, that. Oh, you are so cute. Thank you. You know what? <laughs> I wish that I'd have known you in university. I feel that if I were 10 years younger, we'd have gone to school together. I feel that we would have maybe gone out in the evenings and maybe like <laughs> stayed out all night, gone to class the next day with our evening bags. You know what I'm saying? So that would have been fun. I would definitely, I would switch bags though, because I did like to carry <laughs> big Gucci, loud ass handbag, but I would totally wear my sunglasses and probably have like leggings or half the look from last night on. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I was not as put together in my 20s as in my 30s, but you know, everything in life is a process, right? <laughs> we do our best so, every day. I totally day. agree. So guys, Nicole and I are, we're virtual friends, right? I like to talk about that because I think 
you know, it's such a weird world we're living in. I mean, you live in Canada. So if it weren't for the pandemic and for me having more time to really like talk to audience members, I think you DM'd me. I think you mentioned that there was a a couple episodes or an episode of the show that had touched you. Yeah, right. That was how we got connected. Am I right? Absolutely. You know what? Listening to your show, it makes me feel young. It makes me feel plugged in and hip. And it teaches me about important issues that women face day to day that people face. Literally, you are like singing. This is like the best thing I've ever heard. I love that. That is exactly what we strive to do every single day here on Sup Babe. So the way I see it, if we touch one woman's life, if we make a difference in your world, then I am doing my job. So I'm going to go take a nap. Uh, Can you do the rest of this? (laughs) I'm just kidding. No problem. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. I can't even imagine doing an episode like this solo. We need a whole support squad. I should have had the other squad members log in just to give us kudos for telling some of these stories that are probably not easy ones to tell. So guys, the background is Nicole and I have been blossoming a friendship over Instagram DM. You know, she listens to the podcast. We connected. She wrote me a really beautiful note about you know, how one of our shows impacted her and all the awesome things that she works on. And I was like, wow, you're such a boss. Like, I'm honored that women like you listen to this show and are taking value out of it. And so we've just stayed friends the last couple months over the internet. You live in Canada, right? Yeah. What part of You're in Quebec. No, I wish I were. I went to school in Quebec. I live in Edmonton. Okay. In the middle of the prairies. Oh, wow. You look so fashionable for being in the prairies. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I do enjoy getting out of the city and relaxing, but I'm like kind of a city girl. I go back and forth. So yeah, Nicole and I have been growing this friendship and she reached out to me and she just kind of said, hey, you know, could I get your advice on something? And people come to me for advice a lot. Obviously, anybody listening is welcome to come to me for advice. This is something I genuinely enjoy doing. And, And she really opened up and shared a story about you know, some a recent situation she's been experiencing with her father. And we kind of talked about it for a couple days. And I think, you know, I, I hope that you're on a better path to healing now. And it occurred to me, I've had so many daddy issues. You know, you're a grown woman and you're still having issues. So I think this is something that we will deal with throughout our lives if we have one or maybe two, if you're super unlucky, dysfunctional parents, right? You don't choose who your family is, but you do have a responsibility to love them and still take care of your own health, you know, even no matter how they treat you. When you become an adult, your health is your responsibility now, right? So that's one way of seeing it. Yeah. There's a saying that, sorry, there's a saying that, you know, when you're 21, Mm -hmm. you're no longer an orphan, you are yourself. And so I think that you have to ask yourself, do I want to be defined by the cards that I was dealt? Or do I want to take those cards and make them into something wonderful? And so I spent the past few years in a very, very difficult situation with my parents. And it's something that, you know, a few years ago, no different from divorce with intimate partner issues. Divorce used to be so taboo 20, 30 years ago, whereas today it's more commonplace. It's more socially acceptable and you can understand when relationships break down and they don't work anymore. So with regard to my parents, I have two dysfunctional parents. It made my life very, very and increasingly difficult. There's a lot of fear and a lot of threat. And at a certain point, I just had to start setting boundaries. And I used my therapist to help me set boundaries with them. And of course, because 
personality disorders, uh, there's a way that they're mm-hmm. diagnosed. There, there are patterns of behavior, right? And so based on my reactions and my setting boundaries, they reacted in certain ways that allowed us to kind of make a distance diagnosis of them and their personality disorders. And so essentially with my father, he's still in the attack mode, but I have distanced myself from them. They actually, they, they disowned me for missing a dinner five years ago. And since that time, they've been doing multiple destructive things to me. I'm sorry, though. What? That's okay. A dinner? I'm sorry. Yeah, a dinner. A they, dinner? Oh, my God. Is this like Gilmore Girls? Have you seen that show? I did see that show, but I don't really remember the specifics of that. I thought she had a baby out of wedlock. Her yeah. parents were so... Well, so they were... Yes, they were mad that she had a baby out of wedlock. But like every time she's like... 10 minutes late to a dinner they just like lose their shit on her and it's it's like calm down you know not acceptable yeah it's so hard but you know what for me I was very lucky because at a certain point it happened at Mother's Day and I wrote a piece that I published and so I didn't use their names you know anonymity but for me it it felt good because for me it signified Mm -hmm. my reaching acceptance of the fact that they don't love me because they don't know how to love. So more specifically, my father's the more aggressive one, right? He's the one that's on the path of destruction. So I can recognize and understand that because they lack insight into their behavior, they don't know how to love, they don't know how to effectively parent and to stand back when it's it's my turn to now be the adult and be my own parent and an understanding of their mental difficulties so their personality disorders that that led them to that and do you think i want to pause you and ask a question before you go too far or before i forget it my brain i have covid brain so i don't even know if i had covid but i have covid brain if that's possible do you think that your parents not showing acceptance and empathy towards you has to do with their own self-worth and their love for themselves and each other? Absolutely. I think that people who are acutely narcissistic are attracted to one another like magnets. But then on top of that, when you add my father's Mm -hmm. borderline personality tendencies that are one branch of narcissism, it just, it's an explosive relationship. And I think that they're all about image management, Nicole. So because I wasn't doing the things that they wanted me to do, I think that made me into the enemy because when you no longer need them, then they want for you to fear them. And I neither needed them nor feared them. And so now these last things that my father's doing on the attack, it's like, it's just a desperate attempt by someone who has no power to try to regain power. And he will never have power over me, but I can forgive him. So so let's pause here and tell, sure. what can we tell the story of exactly what happened just so the listeners can understand? I mean, this is specific, so it maybe hasn't happened exactly like this to someone else, but we all fight with our parents, right? And I think Sometimes just knowing that you're not alone in that struggle is really helpful to other people. You know, I know that other people have had a much more difficult life than me. So look, my life is easy. My life is wonderful. I'm grateful every single day that I wake up that I have the family that I have and the love that I have in my life. But, you know, my mother was very, very obsessed with my weight. She was acutely narcissistic. And she was the kind of parent that would triangulate the relationships of the children. So she had the golden child, which was my brother, which is you know, he was not good at all. And and there were supervised beatings. It was, I grew up in circumstances that were very difficult and I was the scapegoat child. So there's that dynamic there. And my father was just very, very aggressive. So I 
published this article and of course naively it never occurred to me that they would ever read it because it's not a publication that they would read I, you know of course it's silly me I should have thought of that but they got a hold of it and they started sending an insane email so my father started sending this email and of course you know all the email did was prove me right because the thing is when they disowned me and I left that relationship. I finally, it was like this tremendous weight had been lifted because I no longer had to worry about them interfering in my life, in my children's life. It was suddenly I was free. And sometimes you just have to let that door lock behind you and move forward in your life in healing and love. And so I think that's a great point, Nicole. And another thing, I mean, I have gone through a couple of periods where, you know, I've spoken to my parents or then not for various different reasons. And it's like you said, it's about setting boundaries and you can let the door close. But with family, too, you can reopen the door down the road. You know, sometimes people can be in a better place in their life at a later date. You know, I would say, too, from my experience, I'll share back with you. Actually, let's do this. Let's finish your story. So you're your father said, well, no, I'd love to hear your share. Yeah, I'm, I'll share too. I just don't want to, I don't want to okay. intrude on, on your story and then I'll share mine. So your father sent emails to people that you work with, right? That were basically defamatory. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So everybody understands well, the scenario. The email was insane. So he wrote, he wrote the email first to the publisher of the magazine and then to the editor of the magazine. And he sent copies of this email to you know, to my agent, to my employer, to any of my friends that he could find through their work emails, you know, just basically he must have been up all night thinking who, who's Nicole in touch with? Who can I send this to? Just the, the goal of which is to just, it's, it's his basic pattern of abuse, which is it's all about his image management. It's all about discrediting the victim, attacking the victim, just me. So it's like, you know, his role of abuser, it, it never ends with him. And so I'm still and I've heard this story. I'm still shocked when you tell this. Were you devastated when he's, you know, your agents calling you being like your father's emailing me? We're grown. Well, you know, in the first moment, I was devastated. And I had to take a moment. And you know what, I had a session with my psychologist about this. And he said, Oh, my God, Nicole, they're just proving you right again. So I read the whole email that he sent, because my friends were sending it to me, they were just not replying. And every sentence in it is more inane than the last, but it basically just proves me right. He's just exhibiting the behaviors that I talked about in my article. So, you know, May Musk has Right. So in a sense, do you feel validated from... I feel validated, but I feel sad for him. I feel sad for him because you know what, Nicole, here's the thing. It's just like with you, I understand that your father's passed away and I'm sorry about that. But from my perspective, I don't know that I'll ever really have peace. I don't think that they will have peace until they have destroyed me. Like I actually believe that my father wants to destroy me. His earlier, a few years ago- But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So one thing I will say, so this actually goes into what I was going to tell you about my father. And I don't think I told you this part. I think I have mentioned before on Sub Babe, like you mentioned that he passed. It was about five years ago. And that was a really intense, pivotal, all the things moment in my life. And I haven't told anybody really this, but my father was also a narcissist. And everybody in my family felt that way. And both my parents are brain doctors, so they would both counter-diagnose each other okay. all the time. So if you can imagine how crazy that is, you know, they were both like, okay, well, your mom is this and your dad is this. And I'm just like, oh, as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, what is real and what's not real? Oh, you know, like, how do I make sense of any of this? So 
my dad was a narcissist. He was a workaholic or, you know, I guess just in his own world, right? Because he didn't really work that much. He did work till the end of his life, but not seven days a week. But he was very kind of focused on his own hobbies and activities, one of them being wine. And he was a big wine drinker, probably to the point where most people thought he was an alcoholic, right? So he was my icon, ironically, and he was incredibly charming, the most charismatic person you've ever met. He controlled any room he walked into. He was everybody's best friend, impeccable fashion sense, boss negotiation skills, top-notch taste in art, food, spoke other languages. Like, he was, like, everything. But he had these demons, you know? So it's like... I think part of it is, too, is just recognizing when I was younger, I thought that because our parents were older, that they were supposed to be perfect. I thought that, like, when you hit 30, I don't know what I thought, but I just, I mean, because obviously I know this shit ain't true now, but I thought maybe when you hit 30 that you had all the answers. And I, did, I never understood why he wasn't fully there with everything or why sometimes I had to be the bigger person. In some situations when I was like 15, like I didn't get it. I was like, I don't, why are you not the bigger person? Aren't you the adult? It's a malleable thing. And I had, I had a roommate in New York City like five or six years ago. And her father said the most amazing thing to me. I was at some dinner at their house and he was like, you know, Nicole, he's like, doesn't matter how old we are. We're figuring it out just as much as you are. Day by day, I just fly by the seat of my pants and try to survive another day. And I was like, oh my God. Maybe I've been too hard on my parents, you know? That's kind of true. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. and I think, Nicole, you're, I can tell from the way that you're speaking about your experience, you have a high level of emotional intelligence. Would you say that's accurate? You know what? I'm not sure. I'm trying and I'm still learning, but I will say that I've turned a corner because for a long time I was carrying a lot of anger and hatred and that mm-hmm. has That has dissipated. And in fact, there's one quote, I read this article in an Italian magazine. So can I just just read the short translation? I would love to hear it, please. I love quotes. Okay, so it says it's the biology of forgiveness. And it says the feminine qualities of empathy, kindness, gratitude, and overall, mainly forgiveness towards ourselves and others can help us live longer, live better. They have an impact on our DNA and on oxidative stress and inflammatory processes. So those are the first things that affect aging. So basically, oh my God, gratitude is an anti-aging pill. Yes. That you can swallow with no side effects. (laughs) Gratitude, forgiveness. So you have to choose love, right? So I will tell you from my perspective, there is not room to allow him back into my life or my children's life based on his behaviors as I have observed them for the past number of years. If there were to be a miracle, oh my God, I'm open to it. But just based on all that I know and all that I've experienced, I, I really feel that at this age in his life, it's so florid and they're so in denial about how they behave, right? There, I think that there has to be a desire to change. And so yeah. May Musk also, may I give a May Musk quote? Because I love May Musk. Yes, okay. yes. And then, but then yeah. I have a really interesting sidebar for you about hope okay so yeah and you know what i believe in hope so may musk in her book a woman makes a plan on page 74 she says 
I never went back. She's talking about a bad marriage though, which I think applies to any family situation. She says, I never went back. No matter how hard it is, you have to get through it. You have to get out. It's worth it. If you are living in fear or dread of another person, you have to make a plan to get out of it. If you find yourself in an unhappy relationship, do everything you can to leave. I stayed too long hoping that other people would change or that the situation would change, but nothing changed until I made a change. Yes, I love that. Oh, that's also a deeply rooted religious belief, right? That you can you can pray all you want for other people to change. But sometimes what we should be hoping for is for us to have a change in attitude or mindset or the way that we see things, you know, even just an extra dose of empathy could be the change that you need. So, okay, this is why I think that you can have a little ounce of hope. So my father was a difficult man for a good part of his life. I loved him to death, obviously, right? You know, you heard what I said about him. But I, I took his good qualities with a grain of salt, right? Because I knew that sometimes his temper could get out of control or sometimes his drinking could, could get out of control. And I needed to be ready to handle anything at any time with him, which also probably makes me an incredible problem solver. So thanks for that. Um, but basically, when he passed, a couple of weeks before he passed, because I spent a lot of time at the house. Luckily, you know, I've been working for myself for several years. So that is one thing I had the luxury of doing. And I didn't really get closure on everything, right? Because it's pretty hard to say to someone who's now 70, like, can we go back to, you know, when I was 12 and you left me after school? You know what I mean? So I didn't really have the opportunity to get that deep into it. But he said that he had been holding on. I mean, my dad fought cancer three times. And he said, he's like, I held on because I wanted to be there for the moments that I missed in your and your sister's childhoods. I wanted to see you off into womanhood. And I wanted to watch you girls grow up into bosses. It makes me tear. You're very lucky. I'm happy. You know what? I'm really happy that you got that moment. I feel so grateful. It was like, there's never going to be the perfect moment of closure but just knowing that he knew that he he admitted I mean it's not men don't apologize right we're gonna do a whole episode on that but he he was able to go in and say I know I wasn't there for all of the moments and I've been holding out so that I could be here and watch you guys grow up into womanhood was just such a beautiful acknowledgement of my feelings back in the earlier decades, if that makes sense. I'm so happy you got that. That's beautiful. So my point is, is that I think there's hope for you and your father. I mean, you never know. People can have these moments where they change and they surprise you and they have an epiphany. That would be marvelous. Look, it's Rosh Hashanah just happened. It's the start of a new year. You never know. You never know. Oh my goodness. Don't cry. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I know. Oh my God. It just... It's so funny. I'm still so emotionally attached to my father that just like thinking about him like will make me tear but also smile. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like an ugly sad cry. I'm like it's like a happy tear because it's it's nice to you know that's why I wanted to do this with you to, to remember him and to talk about like I don't know one girl who's like yeah my father was the shit we never fought. Do you have a friend that feels that way? <laughs> you know what? I actually have some friends that have really good relationships. And so it's, you know, it's, um, but everyone's life is so different, right? And I'm pretty headstrong too. And I, and I know what I want and I know what I want out of my life. And I just, I need peace right now. And I don't feel that he's in a place where he can give me. Right. So you can peace. take your space. And then if 
that if he reaches out down the road, which you'll be surprised, my father has done that. And people will surprise you because, you know, life happens and then they realize what really matters. So last thing I wanted to ask you, I gave a little bit of advice when this was first happening for you a couple weeks ago for you to kind of just meditate on sending him love. And I know it's very hard to do that when somebody's attacking you, but it's a skill that when honed can really help your heart start the healing process. Have you tried that? Was Is that working at all? Well, yeah, look, to be really honest, when I meditate, I have crystals in my hands and I've been falling asleep with the rocks in my hands because I'm just so tired. <laughs> but I have thought about it. And I, you know what, when I do my little forest bath walks outside, I think about it. And you know what, you actually did help me a lot, Nicole, because I have to say that as the emails keep rolling in from my friends, I'm getting less and less mad. It's just, I accept it. I accept that this is what he does. This is who he is. I don't believe at this point that I'm in any immediate physical danger. And you know, it's it's up to me to decide how my heart reacts. So if I can just not have a reaction and try to forgive and understand that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just this angry, bitter old man. And, and I wish him love. I wish him peace because I think that ultimately then he will give me some peace. Is that accurate to say? Yeah, that's exactly what I, what I was saying to do to wish love and peace and healing for that person. Because I truly believe that hurt people hurt people. And yeah, If you look back further in his life, there's probably, I mean, I know my father had very nuanced relationships with his parents, although they were, you know, great people too. Like I said, people aren't perfect and it's hard because I I tend to hold people to a high standard, but I hold myself to a high standard too. And sometimes I'm like, fuck, (laughs) I need to chill out. You said, you said the F word. So can I tell your listeners that I'm wearing a lipstick that has an explicit name? Can I? Yes, of course. Called Bitch Perfect. That is the color by it. Charlotte Tilbury. <laughs> I love it too. Makes me feel fabulous. And you know what? You make me feel fabulous. And you know what? You really helped me. And I think actually, and just to let you know, I've actually sent your podcast to two male friends and they've listened to it. There was cool. an episode that I sent to my friend, John, with you had a guest and he was talking about starting a new business and you have to give it your all and you have to know the why and everything. And then I sent the wine one to another friend who's starting an ice cream business. So you have helped a lot of people. I don't think you even know how your your kindness and your calm demeanor and your generosity of spirit, you, you actually, you did help me because sometimes it's easier to talk to a person that you actually don't know in person yep. than, than someone that you know intimately. I totally agree with you on that. I think, first of all, sharing is healing. And second of all, sometimes it's easier to share with someone who you know less well than like your best friend, you know, because it can just be so complicated. Exactly. And thank you for what you said. I am so honored to be able to, to help you to have listeners like you who are open, who come to us and talk to us about real things in their lives and, and how we're helping because we use all of that to make even better episodes. So this has been such a pleasure for me, Nicole. Thank you so much for opening up and sharing with us. You are the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Why don't you really quickly just share where everybody can find you? Uh, sure. Well, my Instagram is two, the number two, Nicole Bellavita. And I'm also my natural blog. My beauty blog is at www.crystalhillsorganics.com. I love it. We got to talk more about that because I, okay. I want to meditate with crystals too. I like have not done that. So we're going to have an offline combo. You're very sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
All right, girls, if you loved what you heard today, please don't forget to subscribe and hit five stars. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at Sup Babe Pod. We hope we brighten your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life. XOXO.